Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by the Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. We continue the blues conversation with the blues radio analyst on the blues radio network on 101 ESPN. Vitali joining us via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Joey, what's going on, man? Joey, Joey, Joey. <sighs> what's up, fellas? Doing good. Doing good. How are you? Uh, doing really well. I wanted to ask you about what we watched last night, and we'll get into the blue side of things here in just a minute. But when you saw Sidney Crosby bleeding on the ice, what was your initial reaction? Oh, jeez. Oh, you <laughs> pissed him off. You pissed him off. You pissed him off. You can't do that. Don't do that. I'm like, get away from him. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Hey, listen, hey, uh, that's, that's truly what I felt in, in my heart of hearts. And I, I talked to, to John Kelly about this in the postgame uh, last night, guys. Uh, he, was, he was kind of, uh, he didn't notice him in the first kind of period, period and a half there. And then as soon as he got kind of roughed up, a bloody nose, goes to the locker room, kind of gets zipped up. He, he's a player that you just have to leave alone. I think when he came into the league, he had this reputation where he was still a kid. And I think, I think veterans and, and opponents got under his skin and he didn't know how to handle it. And they kind of got the better of him. But he certainly has matured. In my, my first couple of years in Pittsburgh, I was probably the, the beginning of his maturity where he didn't let that stuff kind of get to him anymore. In fact, he actually thrived through it. And I think that, you know, teams in the Eastern Conference, especially that division, they know how to handle him now. The Philadelphia Flyers, the New York Rangers, they know, leave him alone. Because the more, uh, more aggravated he gets, the more engaged he gets into the game, he, he brings his game up to a whole new level. And, you know, I mentioned him like, like Michael Jordan last night. To me, he's, he's the Michael, Bur- Michael Jordan version of hockey. You know, when the game's in the line, when the intensity rises, when, when everything, when the stress, when everything gets amplified in the game, that's where he really, truly comes through. I remember playing the Philadelphia Flyers, and we go to that building. I mean, the signs those fans made to him in the warm-ups, the chance they were saying to him throughout the game. It, it, me, I, I would have crumbled. I would have crushed. And most people would crumble, right? He actually he thrives in those environments. He actually brings his game up to a whole nother level. And that's exactly what happened last night. Nico Mikula pops him with a hard right hook right to the nose, and he got engaged in the game. Everything got ramped up, and when, he, when the game gets like that, he really finds a whole other level, 
and he certainly did last night. Joey, was that the beginning of the downfall in that game? Because, of course, he comes back on the ice and he picks up the primary assist on that goal to make it 3-2. Uh, was that, in your opinion, where it started to fall apart, or do you think it was the third period in that Mikola penalty? You know, I think that it's, it's, it's easy to sit back and say that I think that was a turning point in the game, and I think it was a turning point in the game. Like you mentioned, Alex, the very next shift, he sets up Rust on a terrific pass right through the triangle of Pareko, uh, right on the forehand, and then just like that, he's right on the board. So that, that was certainly a big moment in the game. You know, I think that, to me, I mean, the obvious one, the turning point in the game, without question, had to have been the goaltender interference call. The Blues did not, of course, win. Uh, they tie the game up with that Sidney Crosby goal. They challenge it. And, of course, they fail at it. They go on the penalty kill. And, of course, Rodriguez puts in the game winner 12 seconds later. To me, that was, that was the turning point. You know, uh, hindsight 2020, looking back, was it the right call or the wrong call? You know, last night I said it was probably the wrong call to make because of the timing. And I stand by that. You know, you, you just have your opponent uh, tie the game up late in the third. It's still a 3-3 game, though. 5-on-5, five five, you think get back to 5-on-5, five five, you should be okay, right? At least scratch a cloth for a point on the road against a very good Penguins team. That's why I didn't like the call. Uh, but at the same time, uh, as I look back over the replays and I thought more about it, I kind of don't mind the fact that Craig Bruby made that call in the sense that he was backing up his goaltender. You know, I mentioned it a little bit during the play, but, but Jordan Bennington was very, very animated as far as challenge, challenge, challenge. I think it wouldn't have looked very good if the coach saw his goaltender, who he trusts and wants to put more trust in, uh, to come over to say challenge and then you say no to that. So to me, that's more of a relationship thing where I think Craig Berube honored Jordan Bennington in that situation saying, okay, well, if you feel like it was goaltender interference, I got your back. You've you've had our back all game, especially in that first period. So to me, was it the wrong call? Yes. But at the end of the day, was it the right call from a relationship standpoint, from a trust standpoint between this coach and goaltender? Maybe, Maybe it was the right move. Joey, that's what I said earlier. I could not agree with you more. I think after Bennington complained the way he did, you ha- you had to challenge that there. I think you think you had two choices. You either had to a call a timeout and show Bennington the replay and explain, hey, this is what happened. I know it felt the way that you thought it was interference, but this is what we're seeing, and we, we just can't we can't challenge this because it's going to cost us a penalty here, and we, we can't have that. Or b you challenge it and you just you back up your guy, and it didn't go their way, and that stinks. But the other thing that I think we learned coming out of last night's game is just the Penguins are really good and and sometimes you go up against an opponent that's really good and they're starting to get healthy again and they got Russ back in the lineup and he was outstanding last night he had a a hat trick the the previous game when he returned to the lineup so he has five goals in two games since returning and and I think some of that was just they went up against a, a absolute buzzsaw what did you learn about the Blues last night Joey? You know, yeah, to go back to your point uh, really quickly about, about that, uh, the goaltender interference, you know, it's, it's a situation, I think you may, may have mentioned it there, BK's timeout. I, I'm surprised coaches don't use their timeout more like they do in football. Sometimes you take a timeout just to get like a reset, just to kind of look at things again. Sometimes if you want to challenge something and you're not quite sure, I, I don't know why more coaches maybe don't, don't use their timeout in that moment. It may give you 30, 45 more seconds to have that conversation with your goaltender to talk things over more with Sean Farrell, the video coach who's watching from above. Well, let me see if we can get one more angle. Sometimes it could buy you a little bit more time. And it'd be interesting to see if more things uh, as they develop and this, and this thing goes on with the goaltender interference at the timeout is used more often because it could certainly buy you about 30 to 40 seconds. You know, what, what did we learn about the St. Louis Blues um, last night? They, they can be really, really good. And, and they can look really, really sloppy at times. I think that's what we've seen. I think that they're still trying to find that consistent uh, nature about themselves. I looked at that Minnesota game. This team's unstoppable. I mean, Jordan Cairo can't be touched. 
Um, well, guess what? He, he, he is, he is human and he's going to make errors. I mean, he had a couple shifts in the game where his turnovers kind of cost the blues where they played in the defensive zone for 45 seconds to a minute because of two turnovers. I'm thinking of one shift in particular where he turns over the red line, he turns over the D zone and they're hemmed in their own zone. So this team can look really, really good when they're managing the puck. Well, but then again, they look very, very like an average team when they don't manage the puck very well. I mean, Craig Bruby talked about it. Uh, he said the puck management throughout the first half of the game was poor, and then it got better. You know, especially when you're going up against a very, very good hockey team like the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, that that to me is something that really stood out last night. The other thing that really stood out, and why I think this Blues team has been so successful this year, uh, the more the more I watched them, especially with Cairo and Thomas back in the lineup. This is a very unpredictable hockey team. And Mike Sullivan said it best uh, before the game uh, about this team. They're not, they're not a four-checking, run-and-gun, grit-and-grime, uh, pound-through-the-boards type of team anymore. They used to be that, and all four lines did it. And then I think since then, this team is made up of a lot of different parts. We still kind of got those puck possession, four-check, hold-on-the-puck below the dot lines, whether that be the Logan Brown and Tyler Bozak Sunquist fourth line or the Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, Brandon Sod first line. But then right in the middle, we got these kind of creative lines. We got these rush lines with Thomas and Kairou, the creativity, the youth, um, the kind of razzle-dazzle, speed through the middle, bump it out, kind of highlight real type of players as well. So th- this is what I'm starting to learn more about the team as I talk to more of the opponents and the opponents' coaches. They're an unpredictable team, and they're very, very hard to defend against because you don't know what's coming. You have to almost break this team down, not as a team identity, but as a line-by-line identity. If you step over the boards, Let's just say the Washington Capitals tomorrow. If I'm TJ Oshie, I have to not only expect a certain style from the Blues as a whole, I got to look across the board. Okay, I'm going up against Ryan O'Reilly. This is going to be a uh, puck possession line. They're going to hold the puck on below, below the goal line. David Prowse the most impossible to puck from. They're going to try to get it below the last. They're going to hold on to it. But then the next shift, you may be out there against Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. Then if I'm TJ Oshie, I'm thinking, okay, here comes the speedsters. Here comes the creativity. They're going to probably button up at the blue line, look for that next rush. So from an opponent's standpoint, this is what has made the Blues to me so difficult and so dangerous this season is because you can't look at them as a whole anymore and say this is what they are. It's line by line, almost individual by individual. And to me, with that unpredictability, that has kind of put their opponents kind of back on their heels all season long. He's Joey Vitale. You hear him on the Blues Radio Network right here on 101 ESPN. He is the wonderful Blues analyst. Joey, appreciate the time as always, man. Before we get you out of here, I wanted to make sure uh, we were able to listen to a little bit of apparently what is your favorite song. You and Sidney Crosby have a very close relationship over this song, according to the TNT broadcast last night. Joey, did you know you became a national sensation last night because of this? You know what? Hey, listen, I, uh, Paul Bissonnette called me yesterday and he said, hey, I'm, I'm, we're talking about Sidney Crosby's superstitions tonight. I remember on the podcast, I was on Spit and Chickens a couple of years ago, I told this story and it was just kind of a subtle story. I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. A true story. Um, and I think, you know, people got excited about it a couple of years ago. I, obviously, I think last night with, with Biz mentioning it, I think it kind of raised more eyebrows and people were excited about it. But it's 100% true. Yes, uh, he, we went on a 14-game run where I had to act like I had never heard this story about him listening to this song in Italy. It went on and on. I don't know if Biz mentions this on the on the broadcast or not, but I told him this, and this is this is the true story. Uh, throughout this throughout this stretch, and Sid's on fire, and we're winning games. I'm playing atrocious. Like I, I am in the worst. He did. Okay, I'm in the worst form of my life, and I'm trying to I'm trying to get away from this routine because I need to find my game, or else I'm going to end up in the minors. 
And meanwhile, I start I, I actually literally hide in the bathroom stall. I, we were in Pittsburgh. It was like the 12th and the 13th game. I'm hiding when I know the song's coming up. And it's almost at the end. It's almost, I'm like, oh, my God, yes, finally I'm out of here. And all of a sudden, I hear a boof. And the, the, main, the main bathroom door opens up. And I hear, hey, Joe. I'm like, yep. He's like, oh, good, you're in here. Hey, I retain that time. I went to Italy. It was and I'm like, I'm like, Louis squad on the toilet. I'm like, yep. You told me about it. Like, okay. <laughs> that was it. But uh, no, he's he's an incredibly, incredibly fun, superstitious, uh, just work ethic beyond anything. But you know, when you really break down the superstitions, I know I know it's funny and we joke a lot about it. But I talked to him on the side a couple of years ago about this, and and to him, it's not just it's not just a superstitious, goofy thing that he does. This, this truly, we look at all the best players in the world. They need to find themselves in the right frame of mind. To be as consistent as they are, they have to put themselves in the right mindset, the same mindset they did two nights ago that made them successful. In order to do that, sometimes you got to kind of go through these goofy things. So it's not all fun and games for him. It really is about just putting his mind in that right spot to go out there and perform the way he does. And, and, and certainly I'm a Blues fan um, through and through, but if you're, if you're a fan of the hockey sport, last night you, you can't look at what he did and not just be in awe because he truly to this day still is one of the best. And sometimes the best way to get into that mindset is by bleeding your own blood. Joey, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on. I'll see you guys. Have a great day.